Hi, everyone. Welcome to What's the Hook with Diane and Andy. It's just Diane here, but I'm with a lovely, like, dear friend and um, a newly published author and a former D-girl and just all around generally funny person named Thea D'Souza. If you think you don't know Thea, think again, because if you're a Bravo fan and you follow the account your moms are watching on Instagram, you know Thea D'Souza. Thea, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored that you asked me to be a guest on this because, you know, I'm a huge fan of yours for 25 years now. We've known each other. Is it that long? Oh, my God. I met you when I was 28 years old. I was a kid. When we were both crazier. Right. A lot crazier in our younger days. Um, Thea wrote an unofficial guide to the Real Housewives. Her book is out now. Thea, tell everyone about the book. Well, it's the unofficial Real Housewives Ultimate Trivia Book. Oh, sorry. I, I, I messed it up. It's okay. And it's not out yet. It's actually not, does not come out until September 19th, but I'm doing the like pre-sale push right now because it's important that you have pre-sales for the, how much Amazon orders and when the book bookstores order. So I'm just pushing as hard as I can to get everyone to buy this thing. But I think it, you know, I did trivia for every franchise, every season. So basically I covered not every season, but you know, the big moments from each franchise. So it's, so it's pretty comprehensive. It's like 500 trivia questions. And then I put little games and bonus rounds. I, the point was to touch on all the big moments, you know, it's kind of more like a trip down memory lane than a real challenging book. Although there are some challenging parts, to be honest. I mean, you really have to have an exhaustive knowledge of every single, you know, franchise. So I think it's cute. And there's a great illustrator. So it looks amazing. It's all sparkly. Look great on the bookshelf. I just think there has never been something that's just kind of put everything together. I mean, I have, you know, Dubai in here. I have everybody's in here. And I really tried to hit all the memorable things, which was hard to do because you have, you know, you don't want a 700 page trivia book. But I, I, I tried to hit the good moments. I tried to be a little campy, a little irreverent, although we, we chickened out at the very end from being too snarky. We just, me and the editor just, we were like, I, you know, I think things are funny, right? Like on my page, on my Instagram page, I make fun a lot. And I was like, this will go here. Snarky is good. I Like I caught out, I had, I love this little quiz I had at the end of a, of a chapter. And it was, um, uh, who said this, uh, kindergartner or Portia Williams? <laughs> <laughs> I had it in there. Whole- humor. I love that. But my editor's like, we can't, we can't. So we took it out. You know, things like that that I thought I tried to slide in. Mostly it's pretty earnest book, a pretty like reverent, exhaustive. But I thought I could put a few snarky moments in, but we ended up pretty much taking out anything negative in here because, you know, you want it to be celebrating and right. not right. that anyone. But it is unofficial. We, 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 at the very beginning, we, I was going to have Marge was going to write my foreword for the book. And Bravo said, if you use one of our housewives to write the foreword, then we have to redline the whole book. In other words, like, oh. they have to, right. They have to approve everything. And so we just decided to go unofficial. And so I couldn't have Marge do the foreword, but I got a lot of good blurbs. I got Kyle Richards on the front. I got Melissa Gork on the back. That's amazing. What? 
That's amazing. I know. I really worked hard. Those were like my crowning achievement of this book because it was not easy. You know, I'm hounding everybody. They're like, who the heck is this girl? I'm like, hi, I have a book. And they didn't want to read the book. Although Marisol from Miami gave me a blurb and she was so picky. She was like, well, you called this chapter the flamingos and we didn't actually have flamingos. And she was like on and on. And I'm like, okay, but you know, my editor and, and the illustrator made a choice here. She's like, and you have mojitos and we really didn't hold mojitos. And I was like, well, at the beginning you didn't, but then you did. And, you know, again, they've held meetings and they've decided we're going to go with the mojito. And she was like a stickler, a stickler. I was like, thank you for your input. And then no one else, I guarantee you, no one else that I send it to actually read it except her. She was like, you should really send this to every housewife um, to go through the chapter who was on that franchise. I'm like, what kind of attention do you think I'm getting from these people? (laughs) I'm lucky. (laughs) Most of them them said to me, can you just give me some choices and I'll choose for the blurb. For real. Nice. Nice. Marge Marge gave me her, Marge made up hers and hers was great. So, you know, anyway, that was my, that's my book. So I'm hoping people buy it because um, I hope, and that we're going to have a little party in New York in October and hope to get some of the housewives. I I already asked Melissa and Joe to come and I'm going to hope to, you know, hit the ground running in Vegas. And I've just been hired to write a new book for Vanderpump. So a similar book, but Vanderpump. Rules. Fantastic. Oh my God. So much I, there. Oh, I know. And I'm, I'm just, you know, day one Vanderpump fans. And I, my best friend was publicist for Kristen. So I know so much insider Vanderpump stuff. Oh boy. All of it. I think on your, on your moms are watching, um, like when the publication date is closer, you need to suggest some some cocktails that go well when people are reading the book or maybe like using it at parties, you know, to have fun and play trivia. I think there should be an accompanying cocktail menu. Maybe Marisol will consult with you on the cockies. <laughs> well, that's that would be, yeah, that is such a good idea. If she's not mad at me for going with the mojito motif, I will definitely hit her up for the cockies. I think she'd love that. I feel like that is her wheelhouse. Um, anyway, the reason I invited Thea was, as you can see, Thea knows about all things Bravo. We are both incredible Bravo fans. I love Thea's Instagram account. You're on the TikTok too, right, Thea? I am, although I don't go on there often. I just post whenever I have a video. Okay. I, I don't make any original content for TikTok, but I was laughing so hard today because I just popped on there for one second. Again, I'm never on there. And my last video that I posted had 500,000 views. Oh my God. And I was like, what is happening on TikTok over here? And there's all these comments and I haven't replied to anybody. I'm like, listen, I don't have time for that. I do not have time to be talking and ticking. I just put up stuff when I put it up simultaneously with Instagram once in a while, very rarely. So I was just That's laughing that, that video was everywhere. Well, you know what? Let's just jump in because the Bravo pool is warm and deep in this summer season. And one of my favorites right out of the box was the premiere of Luann and Sonia. Welcome to Crappy Lake. I know you watched it. I I think it is just the show that we all need. I think it's, you know, I loved hearing Luann like do a lot of press for the show and saying that we're Laverne and Shirley and she's like a hundred percent right. What did you think? I loved it. You know, we saw the pre the preview for it at BravoCon last year. So we were all kind of like had like the front seat to seeing what it was going to be like, but it was way 
goofier and wackier than that preview. That preview was just, you know, made it look very kind of put together and light. This, the, what we saw the other day was just out of this world. I mean, these two are bonkers. And you knew it was going to be that good. You knew they're crazy. It was slightly a little bit lowbrow <laughs> with the fart jokes and the. It is, and it's, you know, what's great is that Luann is so much less snobby. And just, you know, she knows she's in a small town and she's just kicking it with the locals. And I knew Sonia would be great because she's comedy gold wherever she goes. Right. You know, and she's just, you know, looking for some, looking for some D, looking to have some good sex wherever she goes. And Luann just, you know, she wants to look good and be fabulous. But I love that she's kind of lost that. So that she kind you of address me as, you address me as the countess. Well, she gets they might have given her a good edit because you do see her sneak in a little bit of the like annoyance with the car and a little bit of the so there's a little Lou, a little countess in there. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. But she's a good sport. Very. She's a very good sport. And Sonia wanted a nicer car too. So and well, died there for five weeks. How are they in crappy like for five weeks? Her ultimate girl trip is like a um, ten days max. Like this is crazy that these are for this long. I'm dying over that. I'm shocked too, and I'm really shocked that they stayed at that hotel for five weeks. I'm like, no, they must have let them stay somewhere nicer. They must have made something nicer for them. I don't know because I mean that hotel would have been enough for me to go. Yeah, bye. I'll be at the next town over, but. And I should because I'm a Midwesterner. I'm from Illinois, and I should be nicer about that. You know, it's like. No, but you're a big city. You're a big city. True, I'm Chicago, born and bred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Backwoods of anything. But they, but they are fabulous. Like I will look forward to that every week. No, I'm so happy that we have something because I was we're really in a little bit of a dry spell right now. The last the last month after the underpump ended and after you know Jersey ended. Not that Jersey was great, but it was definitely you know got us all talking. So I was happy to have finally something that I you know I love. I've been loving the girls trips, but the first one was my favorite, and the second, but then the third. But I've been loving the girls trips. I think Ultimate Girls Trip was a brilliant idea and such a great way to extend the franchise because to see the women from different cities mixed together, I think is just brilliant. The second, I mean, I've enjoyed them all, but like that second one at Dorinda's estate, what I, what I really don't understand. And this is kind of a persistent thing with Dorinda. And I say, this as someone who loves her. How can she watch herself on TV when she's like really not, when she is like drunk and not very nice and it's happened repeatedly. And I keep wondering how I'm not a drinker and maybe that's why I don't understand it, but I'm also not a big believer in blame all your bad behavior on alcohol. It's like, well, there's something in this equation you can control. That was the only thing about that, but my God, it was such, it was such a great um, season of, of TV. It was such good TV. And I hate saying that. And the Thailand one was just terrific. Although I don't think Leah should have come on the trip. I'm not a Leah fan. No. What do you think? Yeah, no. I mean, I didn't think she fed in, fit in either. Anyways, but I like this season. But the Thailand season gave us the wonderful Pepsi, their concierge. Oh, and great. He, that guy is such a TV star. So I really love that. 
Um, I'm looking forward to the next girls trip, which I forget where they filmed the new one. Thailand, Thai, not Thailand, somewhere else. I forget. Morocco, Morocco. Maybe? Oh, maybe that was it. Yeah, I can't even remember. There's too many Bravo shows. My brain I is. I know, I know. Um, I wanted to go back to Real Housewives of New Jersey because I think I watched most of the episodes, but I was finding Teresa really hard to watch. What did you think when they said they're bringing the whole cast back? Tell me. I mean, I knew it was going to happen because I went to watch what happened live and I stood up and asked Andy, I said, hi, uh, are, are Louie going to be back? And he said, of course he is. He's married to Teresa. And that was a few weeks ago. So I already knew in my head. I'm like, he didn't even think twice before he answered that. So I'm like, oh, they're all coming back. They're all coming back. And we're just going to have to, you know, suffer through some of the same feuds. It's it's really a problem right now because Louis is the common denominator. He is the one that everyone's having problems with. So I don't know how they work that in. But I think Teresa... Is her saying is never Teresa? Not by the way, I love Dorinda too, and I I'm not a fan of Teresa's, but I will say they do have a common thing, which is that I don't think they see themselves for how they're portrayed. I think that they look at everything through a lens of narcissism and a little bit of self involvement, where they're not getting. Oh wow, I really need to curb my drinking, or I need you know under Dorinda's part and on Teresa's part. Oh wow, you know every I'm alienating everyone around me. I don't think they see it. I think they they just have so many people around them and so many fans. It's a strong fan base. Like Teresa has such a strong fan base. So yes. she's she's literally being fed all day every day by people who adore her or are being paid by her either way and i don't think she's ever gonna ever get where she's problematic or where she's gone wrong so i just feel like she's just always gonna be herself and i feel not- like i feel like the whole thing with louis i was like oh my god how could she not see all of the red flags with this guy he's just bad i mean literally the minute you saw him on the show it's just bad news and my my personal thought my personal impression is that he only, you know, hooked up with her because he wants to be on TV and he no, wants to, you know, it's for the cash grab that TV might allow him. Right. And then the whole, of course, there was, you know, the whole wedding episode and all of that kind of stuff. And while, yes, I think it made for some good television. It's also like really sad because like I watch it and I just go, honey, this is not your, for- this is not a forever kind of guy. Like not even remotely. And I don't even understand how someone and someone who literally went to prison because her husband like did her dirty, like that she doesn't understand. She hasn't developed any kind of radar. She hasn't developed any kind of intuition. I don't get it. Well, here's where it's go. Everyone asks me this. I get asked this a lot, which is what's the end game here? What do you see happening? And I just think it's going to be the financial ruin because he is a huckster. He has, I mean, you know, I've talked to, I've talked to Joe Gorga on the phone, like hours and hours about him. I've talked to Marge. I've been to Marge's house. I mean, I know a lot of what's going on, the backstory and he's a huckster. He's a con artist and he is playing everybody. And, his little schemes that he's wormed everybody into every time he meets someone, that's his thing. He, and I, and actually I have a lot of experience with this because my brother's a little bit this way, but he's a much nicer version, but he is a little bit of a con artist. So they're always, Uh 
kind of always working the angle and Louis always working an angle and it's completely emperor's new clothes. There's nothing there. He is not a businessman. He has not have companies, nothing. And it's all just smoke and mirrors. And he's taken advantage. I mean, Dina's husband, he's taken advantage of so many people associated with this cast to this point, everyone's scared to be around him. I mean, because to him, it, he's looking at everyone as a mark. How can I get 100 grand, 200 grand, 500 grand? From everybody because he has no job. He has no business. He's got nothing. Right. So, and he has to keep Teresa, you know, a little bit kind of in this love bubble, which is partly a love bubble, bubble that he created by kind of, you know, showering her with gifts and affection, the, right? The, the love bombing. Yeah. The love exactly. bombing. So he's, he's got to do that somehow. And as, as a poor guy with no money, he can't really do it as well. So he's got to keep up this facade of this successful businessman that I'm sure even Teresa's buying into. And the way he does it is by conning people. So it, it, the circle is getting smaller and smaller for the two of them. Obviously we see it on the show. People kind of alienate. I mean, we've, ne- we haven't yeah. seen, Ter- we haven't seen Teresa on Instagram with, Dolores or Dino or any of these besties, you know, out to lunch. They're, they're not. They're not hanging with her outside the show because of Louie. It's all because of him. It's really scary. So the thing is just going to get tighter and tighter. They have to stay on the show for the paycheck. And then eventually they're going to run out of money if they I'm ever get I'm also really surprised that Teresa's daughters, especially like Gia, hasn't haven't caught on. Well, what I, what I've heard from behind the scenes, unfortunately, is that Gia, um, is way too into the fame and money to care. Oh, unfortunately, I'm not saying she's a bad person, but I've definitely heard a lot about how kind of she's really reacting to it all and is not loving the man for who he is. It's, it's just kind of loving the spotlight and the attention and the, you know, money more than she loves who he is as a person. Because at the very beginning, it was terrible with the kids they did not he smokes like uh, you know a chimney in the house and he moves right in with these kids yeah and they used to fight about that all the time about the cigarette smoke and then he has a bad temper so that's come out in a bunch of ways and because he's a very you know hot-headed right like yes oh that much is clear oh yeah oh yeah and there's allegedly like drug addiction i mean all kinds of stuff so i don't think those girls i i know the youngest came out recently and said how great he was but Either the youngest thinks he's great and doesn't realize he's not. Gia knows he's not and doesn't care. I mean, this is what's happening. You know, this is, come on, if we're seeing it, they're seeing it. Since we're talking about marital strife, you know, uh, Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman, she had announced they were going to get divorced, but I guess now they're not getting divorced. And then there was that, what was it, weekend dump news of, Kyle and Mauricio allegedly, 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 allegedly getting a divorce, but Kyle just saying, no, it's a separation, but we're living in the same house. Do you think what is going on? First of all, Kim, I think is crazy. So who knows with Kim? She had a bad gambling addiction. He said she gambled away $1.2 million in their, in their marriage, 700 online gambling, 700,000 in the last two years. That's what's wrong. So they're back right now trying to work it out. But you can imagine she's brought them like financial ruin. And that's what's the stress is coming from. She actually has like a serious addiction to online gambling. He said it. He said it. They they had body cam footage from the police coming to their house. And he said it to the policeman there. And then did not seem like an act in any way. Because I was one of the people beginning. I was like, oh, come on. They're fine. They're just working for the scannable money, you know. 
but I'm in now. I think they really have problems. I think, I don't know if they'll fix it or whatever, but she obviously needs help. That is so sad because there's lots of kids involved there too. And that's really, really sad. I know. What do you make of the Kyle Mauricio situation? I I think they're hundred percent separated. Um, Cameras are back up right now. They're filming some extra footage and they would not put cameras back up. If there wasn't something, they're not going to put cameras up to dispel a bad rumor. They're going to put cameras up if there's something to the rumor. Come on. The Vanderpump. I don't, I don't believe I don't believe the lesbian love affair, but I do believe that they're that they're separated. I'm just really hoping that when Mauricio starts hooking up with other people, because he will, I want Bravo cameras following his every move. Because that man is only getting hotter as he gets older. Oh and like, you know, it's like a trifecta. He's Jewish. He's a stoner. He's incredibly successful. He's got money. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty much it. That was on my bingo card. So I'm really, really hoping that like, you know, who knows? You want, you want like Love Island Mauricio style. Totally. <laughs> I want, you know, Netflix is doing buying Beverly Hills with him. And mm-hmm. I just want Mauricio's on the prowl. That's what I want the next series to be. And if it's on Netflix, okay, but you know, let's hope Bravo keeps it in the family because you know everybody loves Mauricio. He's got you know the gay audience loves Mauricio. The women love Mauricio. Everyone loves him. Right. He's funny. He's chill. He's hot. He'll have no problem. Kyle will have no. I mean, who knows? Separated doesn't mean divorce. So we'll see. Maybe they will work it out. Maybe the cameras are up because they are working it out, or who knows. You know, I talked to Kyle, we, we, we DM all the time. So I DM'd her and she just said, you know, anything I say is going to be taken wrong right now. So I'm trying to just keep quiet, you know, cause they're Which first- is a smart thing to do anyway. Right. And also who knows, sometimes people need like cooling off periods. And by the way, and I've never been married. You are married with children, but I know that, you know, marriage is kind of ebb and flow. I know that much. It's not always roses and unicorns. So right. Sometimes people just need breathing space. And I kind of look and I go, hey, they've been together 27 years. They might just need a little breathing space. I mean, I can't imagine doing this in the public eye. That's just, it, it just seems like torture to me to have any kind of problems and then have it all magnified and people weighing in. And I mean, marriage is hard enough. I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> One of my brothers is a divorce attorney and he's a very, very skilled divorce attorney. And everything's worse when there's a spotlight on it. Just everything. Right. So, yeah, I feel for, I I do feel for them. But again, bravo, please film Mauricio. Okay. I've made my (laughs) request known. Um, Let's see. Uh, The other thing I really wanted to talk to you about is how are you feeling about this season of Real Housewives of Orange County? Because Tamara Judge is back. I feel like it's getting a very bad rap, but I'm loving it. I did not like last season. It was very hard for me to get through. I really am not a huge Gina fan. I go back and forth on Emily. I was just tired. I really liked Noella. She got caught. You know, I'm like, okay, this show is just gone. Maybe be dead. Maybe dead for me. I'm not a huge Heather DeBro fan, but I feel like this season with Tamara, I feel like they, they they're bringing it back. I, I I mean, I laughed hysterically at this last episode with the guy with his ball hanging out, and I mean, it was oh, so funny. It was giving me crappy like they were. I mean, between Tamara, Heather, GF, they're all hot messes. What I really here's the thing I like about Heather Dubrow. At first, again, and I think this is kind of like Luann. She was a little stuffy and snobby. 
And I think Heather Dubrow is catching on that it's going to serve her better if she loses mm-hmm. up a little. When she suggested smoking and joint, I was like, okay, you're winning me, Heather. You're winning me. And I feel like she also has the potential. And I say this is a compliment. She could be the new Lisa Rinna if she wants to. You think? Wow. I think she, I think she could have a double sword. I don't, I don't, I don't know that she has the capacity to, to be with a shiv as Rinna is because Rinna is, man, she's the queen of it. Rinna, like Rinna understands what the reality TV is about. And I have to say, I think Heather Dubrow, just because of her experience in the industry, she gets it. And I think she's still figuring out how to use it. You can almost see the wheels turning, but she's learning. Do you know what I mean? Right. But it's hard. It's very hard to get in there if you don't share a lot about yourself and your your real. I don't feel I feel like Heather has a cold wall up and I I don't know if we're ever getting in there. I mean, she does share a little bit about her family, but it's carefully produced. Very. very. So I just don't know if she has the ability to get that messy. Well, I also think, you know, and this is where Tamara Judge coming back to the show, like injects it with a lot of life because Tamara knows how. Tamara's been there and she knows how. Well, Tamara is, I mean, I always kind of feel like I have my finger on the pulse because of my, my, my Instagram page. And she is, Tamara is not well liked. I I love her. I think it's amazing having her back. I'm like, thank God. I finally have a reason to watch again, but I love minus the side Teresa, who I just really don't like as a person. I feel like I really do love people who get messy and who come on the show and who are villains. Like I appreciated Rena. I know I obviously had a lot of interaction with Rena all last season. Wow. So I wrote, but since I wrote hard for her, she was, we definitely, definitely heard from her a lot. So I, I appreciated Rena and I appreciate Tamara because I feel like they know how to do their job and make TV interesting for us. Well, at their own, they're, at their really, own they're really good shitsters and you have to admire that. That's a skill. I mean, I just want interesting TV, stir the shit, whatever you need to do. And, you know, you have to be willing to be hated, though. That's the thing. Very true. Are you, are you looking forward to seeing Vicki Gunvalson or no? You know, she's a caricature to me. It's like, yeah, of course, it's fun. I'm glad they're just bringing her in for a little, you know, pop of energy. And yeah. time. that would be draining to me. But sure, I, it's fine to see her once in a while. She's hilarious, whatever. But I, I feel like having her on full time and being a real housewife that that would no be. no I would I would not like that and I don't even know I I hope we see her very little because right. I think maybe it's also because of my age since I'm a little older when I watch Vicky I see all of the things that people think about older women you know Vicky is very she's sad and desperate and I know she has a new man in her life and god bless and I hope everything <laughs> goes well but you know when she was on Ultimate Girls Trip on that season at Dorinda's place, you know, she had just gotten dumped and she had just, you know, was recovering from COVID. And she is Debbie Downer. No, I know. And, and she reinforces those stereotypes. You're right. You're right. And I really don't like that. Just as someone who's older, it's like, look. And, and also, Vicky has said on the show more than once that she can't be alone. She's not a complete person without a man. And it's like, oh, 
it just no. ma- it makes me it makes yeah. me crazy. Okay, I'll leave it at that. I've ran into small doses. I'm grateful for small doses. Yeah. It's, okay. Agreed. Agreed. And then um, I just wanted to talk about touch on below deck sailing yacht because boy oh boy, what a season that show had. I just they had such a perfect season. I the season that um. Right? The season that they, not this season, but the season where, you know, the girl got pregnant with Jean-Paul and all that, you know. Oh, that, yeah. That that whole entire season was so perfect. And I feel like that was the gateway. And now they're just like, what the heck? I don't even know that they have guests anymore. It's all about the crew hooking up. It's hilarious. Like, they've just completely gone to the dark side. And now they're like, screw it. Like, we let's just go for it. That was such a great season. But what was great about that season was the balance. And now there's no balance. It's just a hot mess, which I love it. <laughs> What I loved is that they just kind of leaned into an old-fashioned love triangle. Really? The, you know, the Gary, Daisy, Colin. And that there became, like, a clear, I, you know, and most the most people I saw were, like, very Team Colin. Of course. Colin is no. hot and amazing. Gary is literally so annoying. You know, I liked him before. He's gotten, he's gone from, like, hero to villain. He's a charming, he is a very charming guy. I met him and I met Glenn, Captain Glenn, at a universal UCP lunch that they did for press. Right. And I saw them and I like made a beeline for them. And I must have talked to them for like 45 minutes, honest to God. And I didn't like ask for spoilers, but I think my opening line to Gary was, who's doing your hair? I mean, (laughs) you know. He's just, he's very charming. And may I say that Glenn is a lovely, lovely guy. I mean, just one of the nicest men I've met. Right, I can so, tell. So sweet. I, can tell. I haven't so, met them in person, but, you know, I you really do change your opinion of someone when you do meet them. I mean, I've met at this point so many Bravo Labs. Like Heather DeBrow, for instance, I actually was really, really did not like her. And I went to watch what happened live and she was the guest and she was so lovely to yeah. the audience. Yes. And so kind of, I was like, wait, do I have her wrong? And then this season, I've not, I've enjoyed her. So, and I always try to tell my followers, I change my opinions on these people. Don't hold, you know, you told, you said someone's is your favorite. I'm like, well, they're not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think it's nice that you can be flexible and sort of roll with it. And it's nice that sometimes we see people change, you know, right. uh, it's, it's hard as you get older. It is harder to change. It That's is harder true. to alter your behavior. That's just a tough thing, you know, in humanity. That's a tough no. thing to do. But um, I love that. And I love that you recognize that you can change your opinion about people. I think that's really, really healthy. Um, we'll see if I ever change my opinion about Vicki Gunvalson. Who knows? <laughs> Anything can happen. Um, wow. I mean, oh, Thea, it's, I feel like we've just done like a lightning round, like a Bravo lightning round. Yeah, but we, now we have to talk about Vanderpump. We have to touch on Oh, it. boy. Oh, boy. Okay, so the new season is shooting. And I sent you a little page six, of course, had the photo from TMZ of Tom Sandoval crying <laughs> at Pump, which is now closed, by the way. I was telling Thea, Pump closed and they were taking down the letters off the building. So when I passed by today, it just said ump. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, there's glamour for you. Classic. And then also, did you see the reports that Raquel Levis? 
is holding up her negotiations to try to get more money to return to the show. What are what are your thoughts, Thea? I want tell me everything. I don't believe. Well, first of all, my sister was Raquel's pageant coach and and his friend. <laughs> really. So- I have the inroads to Raquel, and I will tell you right now that I do not at all believe that she's holding out for more money. I don't think it has anything to do with that. She has big stipulations that she wants before she returns, a lot of them being to try to minimize her mental duress, which, so doing that dance, Daya, as you can imagine. Yeah, where, that's, that's tough. Where, where she does get paid and does appear, but also isn't, you know, completely, you know. But can, uh, can, someone, put their con- can someone put in their contract? But don't be mean to me. I mean, because isn't that isn't that like a staple of reality? Well, they have this cast trip in neck early next week to Tahoe, and they right. want and Bravo really wants the whole cast to be there. This is their big thing. This is what they're going to use in all the promos, and this is you know because up until now it, it's been pretty uneventful. We've seen it's been eleven days of filming, and we've seen the you know we, we can pretty much figure out what's happened so far. Sheena yells at Tom in the alley of Sir, whatever. That's fine. But the big showdown, of course, what we all want is the Tom, Ariana, and Raquel showdown. And they're trying to make that happen in Tahoe. And, I mean, I think it'll probably happen. But I will say that I am not 100% sure that we're going to see Raquel that much else. Like, I think they'll be able to get them all to Tahoe in a very controlled environment without the L.A. press. without very. and And really kind of, you know, for her mental health, controlling what's happening. And then, and use that to like promote the hell out of the show. But I don't, I think it's all going to be kind of that. And then maybe the reunion. I just don't see her going back to LA, walking the streets with TMZ, any of that. I don't feel like her mom, I, I, my sister knows her mom very well. And I just don't think her mom's going to allow that as much as Raquel's an adult. You know, she really has been in treatment. That is really true. She's been away for, you know, three months. She's also, she's not the sharpest tool in the shed. And I don't yeah. know how equipped she really is to deal with this. I don't even know her exact. I know she's in her twenties. And let me tell you, anyone in their twenties is not exactly equipped to deal with things. You know, they're not quite at that maturity level. No, she's not. And she has a, it, it, she definitely has um, some sort of, um, she has ADHD diagnosed, but I also believe she has some sort of a, a nonverbal learning disability um, that would, that makes her not pick up on social cues the way that now this that is would make a lot is, of sense, actually. Right? That's true. So I, not that I'm trying to, you know, excuse her behavior at all. Of course, like diabolical, what she's done, whatever. But when you see on the show, these weird moments where she's just not getting that people are deriding mm-hmm. her. I believe that she does have some sort of a, a, a processing issue. And I think she is dealing with that right now in her mental health treatment. And I do I do. I mean, obviously they've filmed for 11 days. She's not back. So the capacity in which she does come back, if she does, it'll I be think limited. it'll be limited, but they'll play it up. Like it's, you know, the end of the second coming of Jesus. And again, it, it, her mom might not, it might not happen. They might not come to an agreement, but it's not a money thing. Their TMZ is full of crap. They don't know anything. Raquel's camp is so tight. There is not a leak in that camp. Trust me when I tell you, no one knows where Raquel is. They are just grasping at straws right now because they do know that obviously they're trying to get the cast to Tahoe because they're, they booked the place in Tahoe. Like there, there's ways those things leak, but there's not one leak from Raquel's camp about money. That is all BS. I think Bravo would also be wise, especially after that reunion, you know, which became really painful right. that I don't think it would be wise 
to stage it so that we just see everybody whipping on Raquel again. I think that's just kind of cruel after a point. Right. There'll be a, there'll be a backlash. You're right. And also because she's not really capable of entering into a good verbal debate. That's just not her skill set. That's really, it's, it's, this is, and this is not a defense of her because I didn't like her, you know, when she was with James, I was like, who is this girl? Oh my God. You know, I was like, all right, I guess she's good for reality TV because she looks like Bambi. But I don't think that's the position to put her in. Right. And to make her the whipping girl, that's just not. No, and I don't think Sandoval's equipped either. And for different reasons. That's true. Too narcissistic and too shallow and too. So he's, you know, we all heard him on how, how he, what, how he Mandel was at it. With the, did you hear that interview? That was terrible. That was terrible. And he, so that, that Sandoval, he, that's how much he has to bring to the table, which is not a lot. And Tom Sandoval is the perfect example of a guy who's been on a reality show for a long time and has learned absolutely nothing. Nothing, right, right. Which nothing. is like, to me, look, I, you know, Theo, we both worked in entertainment for a long time. We met a lot of dumb people. But like when you see that level of dumbness and it goes on and on and on and on, you know, it's like, how do people learn absolutely nothing there? And in a way that's like gold for Bravo. So good for them. But he's, he's a very, very sad 40 year old man. Shallow and vain and, you know, looking for things to just boost his ego. And that's all he cares about. It's like the adrenaline he lives on is for people to feed his ego. And there's, he's not capable of any sort of honesty or reflection. Schwartz is, Schwartz is, come on, Schwartz is addled, but he's, he's capable of growth and change. I think Schwartz is more sensitive to people. Right. I don't think I would want to date Tom Schwartz, but I'd hit it. No, no, no. I wouldn't want to date him, but yeah, I'd hit it too. For sure. For sure. I met him. I think he has a a pleasant enough personality. I don't understand how those two guys could even be in business because like neither of them are terribly bright. And I'm like, you guys must have the best accountants in the world to stay in business. I mean, I do not, I don't understand it. I'm just going to say, I don't understand it. Um, wow. Well, It'll be interesting, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the upcoming season of Vanderpump. You know, I'm sure it'll come out of the box very strong, but I'd be surprised if the ratings sustain like last season. I'll be really surprised because, you know, the show was faltering before that whole scandal happened. Well, it was almost unwatchable before that scandal happened. I was like ready to throw in the towel and I've watched from day one and I was like, oh God, I cannot watch you people. But I will say that I do think they will have strong ratings. I think that Bravo is just smart enough to play this tension out with the whole Raquel, Ariana, Tom, to get everyone interested. And I think that they're going to be strong, I think, the whole season. And then that's it. I'm a little more skeptical because I think, you know, people have short memories. Right. You don't think they're going to care anymore? That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I, I mean, if you had all of them on camera already in LA filming, it you're, it would still stay very high. But I'm, I'm having a little bit of doubt just because of knowing now about the filming. Like, okay, come on. I mean, they have Ariana and Tom at the same bar, but they don't want any shots of them together. It's not even, we don't even know if they've had a conversation. So I'm already seeing like a little bit of, of faltering. But I do think this 
we'll see. We'll see what happens next week if Raquel goes to Tahoe because I think that could be a game changer because then I think people would tune in. Well, I think that's a good button. And everybody, be sure to follow Thea at your moms are watching on Instagram because also she's just very funny and I adore her brand of snark. I always have. And uh, again, tell us again the name of the book and when it's coming out. The unofficial Real Housewives Ultimate Trivia book. It comes out on September 19th, pre-order on Amazon. And it's going to, you know, we all need to have this on our shelves. It's every, if you love the housewives, you got to have my book, I feel like. I feel like it's perfect for parties and get-togethers. And if you're hanging out with your friends and you're all Bravo fans. And I mean, you know, I think that's just a great, what a fun thing. And for sure, follow your moms are watching on Instagram. I tell a lot of stories from back in the day when I worked with Di in Hollywood on my highlights. So oh, there are some Lulus. There, there, check out the story highlights because you'll see a lot of stories from our, our old heydays. I tell them all in there. So that's fun part of my page. That's not Bravo related. And then I do try with the Bravo memes and some tea and I get real in there with the drama. Yeah, it's I'm famous for just getting right right inside of the the drama of the season, <laughs> which you might. Yeah, yeah, if you're a Bravo fan, you will love Thea's feed. It's it's just terrific. Um, Thea, this was so nice. I love catching up. Di, thank you so much for having me. Anytime, I'll come back anytime, and I cannot wait to hang out with you oh. in November because that's going to happen. And I'm thinking of going to BravoCon, and I'm—I don't know. I—I I might. I'm—I don't know. That's well, TBD. But if I do, I'm hanging out with you for sure. Yeah, because we didn't even talk yet about Captain Lee, but I will be there with Captain Lee at BravoCon. So you need to find us because I'll be on. Is he going to do the same one-man show that you put together with him? We're trying to do that the night before, but I don't know if that's happening, but he for sure is invited to BravoCon. So he will for sure be on panels and do all that stuff. Even though he's no longer the captain of Below Deck, they still have him in the Bravo family. He's got lots of shows in development with them. So he'll be there and I'll be there with him. And I will close with a reminder, everybody, new season of Below Deck Down Under is going to premiere on Bravo this season and then go to Peacock instead of the reverse. And one of my favorite things that Bravo has put on was the promo that they cut for the new season of Below Deck Down Under that had Captain Jason like dancing around to a version of I'm Too Sexy. And it was it's it's just... It's comedy. <laughs> it's so wonderful. Anyway, Thea D'Souza, okay. thank you, my love. I appreciate oh, it. And we will talk again soon. 